Well, friends, it happened. It finally happened. I ran out of ideas. I'm just kidding. As if that's even a possibility. Honestly, running out of ideas is something that I've never worried about. And I am dedicating this episode, episode number 360, to any of you out there who have worried about or are worried about running out of ideas. I got you. But first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. What up, my podcast people? Welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. Shout out to my girl, Jody, starting her day with me in her ear. She DM'd me, told me this. My heart just swelled a billion sizes. I freaking love all of you. I love that you listen. I love your support. And I'm just, honestly, so grateful to have you in my corner. And it's really fun for me to shout you out. So shout out today to my girl, Jody. So we are talking about running out of ideas. Now, this is something that I can't say that I've ever been worried about, but I hear this from people and I want to, one, validate your concern and two, give you some tips, some strategies to utilize if you feel like you're worrying, you're running out of ideas. And even better than that, some things to think about before you even get into that kind of situation, right? If this is the mindset you have right now, that's totally fine. I'm not here to argue with you, but I'm going to share my two pennies on perhaps a different approach, excuse me, to thinking about things. So if you've ever been worried about running out of ideas as it relates to creating content, I got four things that we're going to chat about today. And actually, I have a podcast episode that I did, and I think it's called How to Never Run Out of Ideas for Content, something like that. Courtney, thank you if you can link that episode. So this is a bit of a a repeat, but a little bit of a different take on things. And actually, this is going to tie into one of the points that, that I want to bring up later. But I got four points for you, four approaches for you, four things to think about if you personally are worried about running out of content. So number one, get it out. Now, perhaps this sounds a little bit counterintuitive. You're like, I'm going to run out. So why would I get it out? Because you got to create room for new ideas to fill in. Right? There's like literally a limited amount of space, a little bit limited amount of things you can be thinking about once. And if you're thinking about an idea, you got to get it out so that you have room for the universe, if you will, to fill that void, right? To fill that in. Not only do you create room or create that void, you create opportunities to interact with the world and for the world to interact with you and provide you with inspiration for new ideas. So step number one, thought number one, approach number one is get that shit out. If there's a post that you're thinking about, especially with posts, 
if there's a post that you're thinking about, do that post, get it out right now. I know people like kind of like to hold on to it and be like, oh, but maybe Monday's better or, you know, certain time is better. If you are in the beginning phases of things and typically in my mind, if someone is worried about running out of content, they are inherently to me more in the beginning, beginning phases, because once you're in the intermediate to advanced phases of this and you've been in the game, you know, you're not going to run out of shit. You, you know it. So if you're thinking about this, you're probably a beginner, which is awesome. Welcome to the dance. And I will say this, get that shit out. Don't wait to post it. Don't wait till a better time. Don't wait till Monday. Get it out now, right? As it relates to building a habit, the first thing we look to do is simply, you know, get started. As it, you know, we're not looking for like the most optimal way of doing it or the most efficient way of doing it. We're just looking to get started. We look to build that habit, then we can look to optimize on the performance. So same thing goes for posting. When we're first getting started, we're just looking to post. Just get it out there, get some familiarity with things, get consistent with things, and then we can look to get efficient or optimize those things, right? So step number one, approach number one is get it out. Whatever that piece of content is, if it's a post, if it's an email, if it's a podcast episode, if it's a blog vlog, literally, whatever, whatever it is, it could be a conversation, right? I'm getting excited about this, getting ahead of myself, whatever it is, get it out. Oftentimes people will hold this in their, they hold things in their head. One, like I said, for a better time, but two, because they're shooting all over themselves. They're kind of like, oh, it should be better. It could be better. It's not quite perfect yet. You all know how I feel about this. Take that action, get it out. So we are right now in this episode, simply discussing the, the concern of running out of ideas. We can use another episode to discuss, you know, perfectionism and, and things like that. But for this episode specifically, if you are worried about running out of content, you're worried about running out of ideas, step number one, approach number one, get it out, create that content, put it out into the world, put it out into the ether, put it out into the universe, create the void so that more ideas can fill it in. And also so that the world, the universe can interact with that idea and inspire you to create more content, more ideas. Approach number two, step number two is this is going to tie into that episode that I, that I did however long ago about how to never run out of ideas or how to never run out of content. And that's Winnie Lingovic's three C's approach to creating content. I'm not even sure if she, if she calls it, you know, the three C approach to creating content, but that's what I call it. And I love her. So that's what we're going to call it. Also, Courtney, if you could link her uh, Instagram, it is Winnie Lingovic. There might be an underscore. I'm not sure, but thank you. Phenomenal. Love her. And if you want to link that episode that I brought her on, I, I absolutely love Winnie. So thank you. So Winnie Lingovic's three C approach to content creation. Number one, the first C is collect. Number two, connect. Three, communicate. So make some sentences here. Number one, collect the dots. Number two, connect the dots. Number three, communicate the picture. So as it relates to content, right, your entire day is content. Your entire day is full of dots. It's full of information, right? You're constantly collecting information, everything that happens to you, everything that you look at, you know, you see, everything that you hear, the interactions you have with people, the interactions you have with your patients and clients, that is all information. That is all, those are all dots. You're going to collect all of them, whether you write it down, you put it in your phone, you just keep it in your mind, whatever it is, collecting. The second one, and this is what I used to miss. I used to go from one to three when I was trying to teach this. And I was like, why don't people get it? Because I missed the most important step in teaching. God bless Winnie. The second one is 
connect the dots. And what that means is you're going to take all those dots, all that information that you have, that you've collected, and you're going to connect it to whatever it is that you do to serve and or help your people. So if you're a PT, if you're a whatever you are, I'm thinking about like Sandy right now, if you're an accountant and you're teaching about that, you're going to take all the information, all the things that happen to you throughout the day, and you're going to look to connect that to whatever it is that you do to help people. So, you know, in my example, this is how I bring my volleyball content into my Instagram account. And that's by thinking of the lessons that I learn within volleyball and then connecting those lessons, that information, those dots to the things that I look to teach you folks, the things I look to teach my audience. And that brings us into step number three, which is communicate the picture. So, you know, another way of thinking that is create the content. So number one, collect the dots, collect that information, all the things that are happening to you, observe it, take it in. Number two connect the dots, connect those dots, connect that information to whatever it is that you do to help and serve your people. And then step number three, communicate the picture, AKA create the content, right? Describe, depict how that lesson, that information, those dots connect to whatever it is that you do for your folks. If you take this approach, you will literally never run out of content because Everything that happens to you all day long is content. Now, in that that vein, something to think about is learning from other people, right? Looking at what other people are doing. Now, especially, but not only, but especially when you are first starting out, especially in something like social media or particularly like something in social media, you may be looking around and looking to emulate others. That is totally normal. That's just across the board. Like even I think about like, you know, playing volleyball. I'm watching other people and seeing what they're doing and seeing how they're doing it and looking to emulate those things. That's totally fine. One of the cool parts about that is that you can get ideas from other people. It doesn't necessarily even have to be in what they're talking about. It could be in how they're talking about it, right? How they're doing the communicating of that picture. So I actually got an idea the other day, and this is actually what sparked this I, this um, episode, sparked the idea for this episode. My girl Kristen had in her stories a video from a young man by the name of Charlie Puth. He is a you know a cr- creator through and through, and he has like a perfect pitch, and he's, he's a really talented guy. And in the in the video he did the video that he presented, he did something really cool, and I was like, yo. I want to do that. I think I'm going to figure out how he, how he does that. So the kind of second lesson here is Google that shit. You can literally learn everything and anything you want online these days. Go and YouTube it, watch some videos. So that's what I did. And we're going to, we're going to play around with this new trick, if you will, together. All right. So all I need from you folks listening is if you are listening in headphones, awesome, Make sure you have both of them in. I, I guess there's a few circumstances where you might only have like one earpod, airpod, earpod, what am I saying? One earbud or airpod in. If you're not in a safe circumstance or for safe situation, please let's take both of them out and go get safe and then put both of them in at a later time and resume this episode. If you are, you know, in your car or you're listening just on your phone, 
perfect. We're ready to go. So we're going to try a little trick together right now. Okay, so on the count of three, you are going to think in your head the word left. Now, you don't have to say it. You're just going to think it. I'm going to count down with three, two, one, and then I'm going to say left, and you're going to think left in your head. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, left. Pretty cool, right? I'm over here on the left. Okay, let's switch it back. We're going to do the same thing, but I'm going to count down, and you're going to think right. Do it, Think really hard, okay? Here we go. Three, two, one, right. How cool is that? Technology, the things we can do. Got me over here in your left ear. Got me over here in your right ear or on the right side of the car if you're listening in your car. Like, the coolest thing ever. Okay, let's keep going with the episode. Gonna help you bring me back to center. We'll do the same thing, three, two, one, and you're gonna think center, okay? Here we go. Three, two, one, center. And we are back. How cool is that? Right? Like just the coolest thing ever. So that's going to tie into that 3C approach, collect, connect, and communicate. So for me, that was just about more so about collecting information and seeing how someone else did something and being inspired by that and bringing that into my own content. Right? What a time to be alive. Literally everything out there is content. Everything out there can serve as some form of inspiration. Okay, let's move on to point number three. Number three, recycle, meaning take that old content that you had from before and use it again. Once is never, and it's always new to someone. So like I've said, and actually quite in the beginning of this episode, I have another episode that's very similar to this one, but here's a little bit of a different take on things. And also there's a good chance that you didn't hear that episode. I know a bunch of you are just so freaking you know, supportive and, and there's a good chance that you did hear it, but there's also new people to the podcast. I also put out a lot of episodes and maybe you can't listen to every single one of them. So here I am revisiting that concept, recycling that content. One of the things I talk about with social media is, you know, the value of posting every day. And one of those valuable things, the valuable outcomes is that you build a body of work incredibly fast. So we often, you know, oftentimes tend to focus on the follower count going up. And the thing that I encourage my people to focus on is the post content going up or the number of posts, that number going up. One, when you do that, it really just decreases the kind of importance that you put on the weight that you put on every single post and, and you kind of remove that and it can be really helpful for you. But two, it creates a body of work so, so quickly. And then you can go and revisit that content. You can either straight up repost it. You could repost the actual content, but change the caption, keep the caption, change the video or the accompanying you know, image, graphic, whatever. But absolutely recycle things because the biggest thing here, once is never. I see a lot of people getting hung up when it comes to creating content. And they think they got to like, cure cancer and like a different type of cancer with a different type of cure every single post. Right, keep your content simple and say what you got to say, say what you want to say, repeat it a lot. Say it a lot, keep repeating it once is never. Similarly, we can look to repurpose content, which is people get kind of hung up on this and I think that they're looking for 
you know, some like really high tech way of doing this of like, if I put it on this and then I'll automatically repost to this thing and it'll get chopped up for that. Like that's a whole lot of shit. For me, it's just a bit easier to actually create the content, but utilize the same ideas. So perhaps I take this podcast episode and this concept and I make it into an email for my email list, but I don't put exactly all the same points or you could, you absolutely could. And then you could link the episode. You could make a post about it, which I do. Right? I make the, on Thursday, we have the post that comes out. Lex helps me with that. And we see how we can kind of recycle the ideas, recycle the content and put it across multiple platforms. Okay. Point number four, right? I said four ideas, four concepts, four approaches. Point number four is walk away. So if you're sitting there and you're like, no ideas are coming, no ideas are coming, no ideas are coming, literally get up and walk away. I am certain that so many of you, because, you know, the movement maestro, majority of you have some sort of movement in your life, movement in your profession. And I am certain that so many of you have had this happen where you go out for a walk or you go exercise, you go and move your body and you get all these ideas and you're like, fuck, why do I write it down? What do I do? So, you know, I'm a big fan of using the notes section. Some people like to do voice notes. I don't love doing voice notes because then I got to transcribe that thing or have it get transcribed later, but I can do talk to text and then try to decipher, you know, what Siri interpreted. Uh, another thing that's helpful, and I will, Courtney, thank you, link this in the uh, show notes, is a thing called Aqua Notes. So if you are the type of person like me who gets really good ideas in the shower and you're like, well, I'm writing this down. There's a thing called Aqua Notes. And I shared this with my mafia and some of the groups that I coach. Uh, and it's like, you know, waterproof paper and a pencil that you stick to the wall in the shower and you can write down ideas and you can like tear the paper. It's small paper. It's like, I don't know, four inches by five inches. I don't know. It's, it's nothing big, but hangs up in the, in the shower. You can write stuff on there and then you can tear the little papers out and you, you won't lose that idea. So if you are stuck and you're like, I have actually run out of ideas. I have no ideas right now. Get up, walk away, move. I guarantee something will come to you. And then we go back to step number one, which is simply get it out. We're not like, oh, it should be better. It should be this. Get that idea out. It came into your head. It's taking up some space, taking up some energy. Let's get it out. Right? So those four steps, number one, get it out. Number two, remember Winnie Lingovic's three C's of content creation, collect the dots, connect the dots, communicate the picture. Step number three, approach number three is recycle that content. You don't have to cure cancer or a new form of cancer with a new methodology, every single post. And number four, walk away, get up, move around. I promise the ideas will come. That's the end of the, the four, four steps, four approaches, but I do want to talk about two other concepts uh, that, that have come up somewhat in the coaching that I do, and, and they're very valid, and I want to address them kind of from being on the other side of things and just, I don't know, having thought about them a lot. So as it relates to ideas, I think that, yes, some people are worried about running out of ideas, and I think some people, maybe the same people, maybe not, are worried about people stealing their ideas. Now, if this is you, I want to validate your concerns. I hear you, but the only thing I can say to you, and you know, I'm not here to convince anyone of anything, but offering up my unsolicited two pennies, because you've chosen to listen to my podcast, is uh, the reality that no one else besides you has the energy 
the desire, the passion to carry out your ideas. It's not their baby. It's not their thing. They won't do it. So oftentimes people worry about people copying them. And it's, yeah, it's fucking annoying, especially if you're the oldest sibling. If you are the oldest sibling, sibling, you know that shit is extra annoying. You're like, someone copied me. Imitation is not the highest form of flattery. Imitation can be fucking annoying. Get it. But when that happens, we understand that this person, that person that's imitating you, especially if they're like imitating you like not a gracious way. Like it's cool when people really, you know, they thank you and they're like, I learned from you and they shout you out and, you know, they share you like that. That's cool. But if someone's just like ripping your shit and not thanking you or anything like that, I'm a big person for gratitude, right? You know, I'm always trying to express gratitude and I actually, I do. I love it when people express gratitude to me. But if you have that person that's just kind of ripping your shit, as frustrating as it may be, if you want to confront them, go ahead. But I will also say that if you're worried about this happening, understand that that person will always, always be one step behind you, if not more. So if you are worried about others stealing your, others stealing your ideas, I will say that I believe that that is wasted energy an energy that you could be used using to create your shit, to create more shit. Because I am fully confident that if I had an idea today, I could come on the podcast, I could go on the fucking radio, I could go on TV and say it, and I'd be fine. Because one, other people don't have the energy to, to do it. They don't have the passion for that thing. They didn't come up with that thing. And then number two, and this kind of ties into a little bit into the second point here, is this is you know a bit of confidence that you gain over time as you get reps and as you get results. People ain't going to do it as well as you. They're not. Right? That is a really cool place to be. And I think any of my athletes out there, anyone that's competitive out there, you get it. And you're like, I fucking dare you. I dare you to try and do this as well as me. I wasn't going to share this story, but it just popped up and I'm going to share it without saying any names. But I recently, I recently spoke at that event, uh, the, I want to call it the level up summit. And that's absolutely not what it, what it's called. Uh, the raise the bar conference. And there was another speaker there who believed that he had a similar topic as me. I, I was talking about how to stand out in the online space and he was talking about, you know, how to stand out as well. I was not concerned with there being overlap because one, once is never, two, variety, the spice of life, and three, I fucking got this shit. I like, yeah, that is my confidence, and I will say that. And this person, actually, I was at breakfast, eating breakfast alone because that's how I rock. He actually came up to me and said, hey, would you mind sending me your PowerPoint slides? And I was like, why? And he was like, I just want to make sure that there is an overlap. And I was like, you go before me. So like, why do you care? And uh, I sent them. I don't give a fuck. I was like, you could literally read my slide. I didn't say this to that person, but in my head, I was like, you could literally read my slides verbatim and I would still do it better because it's my story. It's a story I'm telling that I came up with. And this is my, literally what I do. I run the stage. So this is something that perhaps comes a little bit down the road or for some of you, I, I, you know, I'm including this part for some of you that maybe like have that confidence, but maybe are a little bit scared to share it or scared to like live it. Cause you're like, I know that I'm really the best, but like, I kind of don't want to say it. Fucking own it. 
absolutely own it. So if there's part of you that's worried about that, others stealing your ideas, I will say that one, they typically don't have the energy to actually like do this thing and carry it out. But two, as you get more proficient, as you get more experience, as you get the reps, as you get the results, as you come into your own and you gain that confidence, right? Confidence is largely a byproduct of competency. And as you prove to yourself, yeah, I can do this and I can do it really well. That idea, that concern about others taking your ideas, it fades to the background because you're just like, you know what? They can't do it like me. So second concept here is about hiring. And this is another valid concern that like, suppose I hire and someone like just like takes my approach and like goes and does it their own on themselves, on themselves. What is that? Goes and does it themselves. They take my, my approach. And the reality is this is something that Jill and I talk about because uh, I don't have a huge team, right? I got my girl Lex. Lex, I know you listen to this episode. Shout out to you. Love you. I got my accountant, Sandy. She's the best. I got my girl, Courtney. I got my guy, Joe. He sometimes helps. He's like my, my official website guy, but like I do the stuff now. He built the website. And uh, I got my girl, Karen, and my girl, uh, Erica. They are my moderators from my group. But like I don't have like this massive you know, team and people are running the programs for me or anything like that. But, you know, Jill and her expanding of her business, she's done that. And you know, she's in a mastermind. That conversation came up and, you know, we were talking about this and what happens? It's like, suppose someone does come and like you teach them all these things and then they leave. And the reality is, yeah, it might happen. I look at it with PT. That was me, dude. I went and, you know, I didn't go and start my own PT clinic, but I worked at a clinic and then I left. I worked there for quite some time and, and then I left. And yeah, that might happen. That is part of running a business that is part of being the owner. It's, it's part of the risk that you take on and the responsibility that you take on. Something to think about, though, is number one, it ties back into, you know, having confidence in your product and maybe some excitement of like, cool, someone else is going to try and do this. Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's raise the bar across the board. But the second thing to think about, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm trying to like placate fears or anything like that, but you know, I did a, what did I do about this? I think, uh, was it a post? I don't even remember. He has so much content. I don't, even, I don't even remember. But something that I've been thinking about a lot is the fact that not everyone wants to be their own boss, right? We are in this entrepreneurial revolution and it may seem like everyone wants to work for themselves and, you know, we're coming out of COVID or maybe, I don't know what the fuck's happening there. And we have all this work from home. And I would contend that most people actually don't want to be their own boss. They don't want to run their own business. They want autonomy. They want to feel valued. They want to provide value, create value. But there's a lot of shit that goes into running your own business. And I think most people just want to go and be good at what they do. You know, my guy, Dr. Sean Pastuch, he did a podcast episode. No, he didn't. Look, Look at me. He did a poll on his Instagram and asked the people that his followers, if his audience, if you know they wanted to run the gym or if they'd rather just go and, and be able to serve clients. And the, the overwhelming majority said that that's what they want to do. They want to go and just be able to serve clients, which is amazing. But many of them own gyms and they have to do all that other shit. And you know, I think some people kind of step into running their own business because they kind of want to do things differently or they want the freedom to do certain things. But then they're like, oh, this freedom comes with all these responsibilities. And I don't know if I want all of that. So what I would say in terms of, you know, if you're worried about someone 
one, coming and jacking your shit. You hire them and then they jack your shit. Or two, someone coming and leaving is number one. Yes, that may happen. Prepare for it. And that's that's part of what you take on as, as being an owner. And two, just understand that not everyone wants to be their own boss. And so if you're going to have a team, make sure that you make it worth their while. Create opportunities for them. Create you know room for growth. Create the ability to have discussions so they can express their needs and wants, you know, create an environment in which there is autonomy. It's one of the best things coming out of all this shit with COVID is that, you know, people, they have to work from home, express some autonomy. And ideally, they're not being forced to go back in. They're not being forced to try, you know, be micromanaged. And then people stay happy and they stay in that position. It can be hard for us to think about that if you are like me and you're like, actually, I like, I really do like running my business. I, I didn't think I would, but I actually really do. And if you're like me, it can be hard to understand that there are people that don't like that, that, that don't want to run their own business. And so you're like, everyone I hire, they're going to want to leave because like I want to leave. But that is not everyone. There's actually a good book. Uh, what is it called? I think it's called Rocket Fuel. Uh, Courtney, if you could link that, that'd be awesome. And it talks about the two different types of people. Uh, I want to say it's integrators and operators or visionaries and integrators look at me not remembering anything because that's how it works when I read books. Uh, But basically these two types of people where some like to run the thing and they actually like to, you know, actually back it up. Some people are ideas people and some people like to actually just carry it out, implement it. And they they are great working together, but they typically won't switch roles. And so this is something to think about if you are concerned, if you are the boss and you're like, well, Suppose they leave. Well, they might, but also not everyone wants to run their own shit. So create an environment where people want to stay, where they love working there. And I think you'd be in a good way. All right. I am looking at the time where you are hitting that, just about to hit that 30 minute mark. So let's wrap this up because it's supposed to be a Thursday shorty. We spoke about four approaches, four different things to think about, four things to try if you are worried about running out of ideas for content. Number one, get it out. Number two, remember Winnie Lingivik's three C's of content creation, collect the dots, connect the dots, and communicate the picture. Number three, it's weird because I said one, two, three, and then I said three again, but step number three, approach number three is recycle that stuff, recycle that shit. And then number four, if you're like, man, I just, I'm at a mental block. I can't, nothing good ever came from anything forced. So let's push the chair back. Let's stand up and let's walk away, go move, go get the blood flowing. And I promise you an idea will come. All right. That is going to conclude the informative part of today's podcast episode. I will say one little announcement. This episode is going to drop on Thursday, March 10th. That means next Monday, March 14th, I will be opening doors to the wait list, the wait list for my Instagram intensive. If you want to join the intensive, if you want early dibs on things, right? I limit it, I limit it to 50 spots so that I can ensure quality. And I offer an early action bonus to the folks on the wait list. Those who sign up the first day that the doors are open, March 14th, they get entered to win a year free of Canva Pro along with a lifetime subscription to InShot Pro. And anyone who signs up on that first day will also get access to my girl Lex, 
She is running a Canva workshop just for the folks who sign up on the first day. So a little incentive there, a little early action bonus. So if you're interested in that, Courtney, thank you. Use that link in the show notes. Get on the wait list and we're going to register on March 14th. If you're listening to this after that date, I will be opening up doors to the public for round 11 of my Instagram intensive on March 21st. Doors will stay open for a week and then we will start on March 29th. So if you're confused about anything, shoot me a DM because I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but shoot me a DM if you're like, am I in the waitlist period? Where am I? Shoot me a DM. I will help you out. I will send you the appropriate links, but I will have Courtney thank you. Have uh, She'll drop both of them if you could. So if you'll, she'll drop the link for the waitlist and she will also drop the link for uh, the actual registration just in case you happen to be uh, listening to this once registration is open. If, you're, if, if it's before the 21st, public registration will not be open and that link won't work. But if it's after that, anywhere from March 21st to the 25th, it will work. We got you. Okay. I've been rambling. It's time to end this. Thank you for playing along, listening along. That little left, right ear thing was pretty cool, right? Y'all are amazing. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.